On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Hunter Hodes, the host of Locked On Penguins, to discuss how Sidney Crosby, Genny Malkin, and Chris Letang are still doing it for the Penguins. The 11-1-1 run that the Penguins have been on since November 17th, and we're going to give our predictions for Thursday night's game, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Pittsburgh Penguins. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers and Locked On Pittsburgh Penguins your first listen of the day. For everybody on the Penguins feed, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez, the host of Locked On Panthers. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. And... Thankful to be doing a, a crossover edition of this show with the host of Locked On Penguins, Hunter Hodes. Hunter, great to be uh, connecting with you uh, prior to uh, our game on Thursday night. Yeah, I think we were talking before recording this. I think this is the first one that we've done for a Penguins-Panthers game. But you know, consider how the three games went last year when they were probably the three the most fun games of the Penguin season. I hope that this one is just as fun, if not better. Mm -hmm. And before we continue the conversation, we'd like to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered for all, all odds, props, and podcasts at Bet Online, where the game starts. And all, and also, Hunter, I, I want to congratulate you on moving to the Pittsburgh area, the four one two, and actually getting uh, closer to the team. Of course, that's definitely gonna. Uh, help you, of course, with uh, engaging with your listenership as well as as well as being a more closer uh, to the team as well. Fun fact: Did you know that there's a Permonte Bros in South Florida? I did hear about that. Yes, I, I think it's I think it's near the arena, if I recall correctly. It's it's near uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach, which is uh, on the other side of uh, Broward County. So with uh, with uh, the Panthers Arena being on the western part of the county, Permonte Bros is uh, closer to the beach. So Never been to that one, but I've actually been to the Pittsburgh location. And if duplicating the Church Brew Works was possible, that would be amazing. But you can't duplicate something as great as as that. If, if you have never been to Pittsburgh, for my listeners, please search the Church Brew Works. Great restaurant, lo love it. But let, let's talk about let's talk about this game on Thursday between the the Panthers and the Penguins. It's funny because I was hosting the national show on November 17th with the host of Locked On Lightning, Adam Danker. And we were just talking about the the power rankings at the time. It was the power rankings edition of the show. And they, I, I believe uh, the Penguins were ranked either sixth or seventh at the time. But since that time, Hunter, the Penguins are 11, 1, and 1. Tristan Jari did not have the best start to the season, but man, what a turnaround he ha has had. Third in the Metro Division with with Carolina having a game in hand, and and what what's been the biggest contributing factor to this eleven one and one run for the Penguins? Oops, 
almost just had myself on mute there for a second. Uh, you know, this is a team that kind of lost its way, you know, during the seven game losing streak. It looked like things were dire, but you know, a team, a, a game against the Capitals will always wake you up, right? And ever since that, you know, it, it snowballed into this massive run. They've also won six in a row. It's it's fine. You know what? I'm not going to jinx myself. I'm not going to say what I'm about to say because it's it's not going to. You know, for, forget I, I even almost brought that up. But, you know, I, I think a lot of things, you know, they're really defending a lot harder than they used to. You know, their goals against average has gone way down compared to where it was in the seven-game losing streak. But it also kind of comes down to them getting better goaltending and the penalty kill really turning around. Because during that losing streak, you know, they were giving up a goal per game when they went down on, on you know, the penalty kill. Tristan was below 900. Casey DeSmith wasn't playing well. They were giving up leads like it was nothing. Since then, the penalty kill, which was below, well below average, is top five in the league. Tristan Jari has gone on a 930-935 run. You combine those two things, the power play gets a little hot, and you get the finishing, and you see the makings of a really good team right now. And, you know, they were scoring during that losing streak. And especially at 5v5, and the expected goals and all the underlying numbers were good. It just they weren't getting the saves and they they were letting in goals on the main advantage every time. But they were able to clean some stuff up and they're finally showing, you know, just how good they can be. And I think another big thing is Sidney Crosby has awoken yet again this season. He's probably going to break Wayne Gretzky's record of the most consecutive seasons of being a point per game. Um, right now he is probably in my top three candidates for the Hart Trophy. He is as far as you know, he will take this team. How do I want to say this? As the Penguins go, you know, he goes. And I say that for him. I say that for Gino. And I say that for Tanger because, you know, they've been here for um, the longest out of anyone. But it, it really is truly true in Crosby form. But it's been great to watch this team really turn it around over the last month. Heck, again, even the power play is on a nice hot streak right now. Five or six games in a row that they've scored a power play goal. They haven't done that since March. Um, also, as long as they have Mike Sullivan behind the bench, this team always has a chance. But, you know, things look bad for a while, late August into early November. But, you know, ever since that game against Washington, all you had to do was play your rival. It's just been a different team. They're defending a lot better. The penalty kill has been more aggressive. They've been getting the saves. And, you know, they, they were trusting the process and hoping that it was going to turn around. And uh, it did in a big way. And I think you're seeing, um, again, the makings of a really – strong team. I don't know how far they can go. I don't know if this is a cup team, but I think this is a team that can, you know, when they're playing like this, they can do a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. And Sidney Crosby, 31 of his 38 points are coming on even strength. Him, Jason Robertson, Connor McDavid are, are really the three players you think of for first when it comes to uh, candidates for the Hart trophy. And I, I mean, it's crazy to think that uh, you pointed out with the power play scoring five of their last six, even though their percentage is like 23rd in the league. So it just goes to show how, how early numbers can early, early performance can really skew numbers. So I believe that that will get higher as the se season goes uh, for, for the, for the pens. And I mean, I'm I'm also looking at hockey reference as well for for Pittsburgh and I mean with and and the time on ice for Sidney Crosby and Gino doesn't have to be so stretched out because of the fact that they don't play penalty kill minutes neither and you're seeing guys uh, step up big time even even strength Jan Ruda Pierre Oliver Joseph are some of the top players in goals against per per, per sixty minutes as as well so you're get, you're getting that contribution on on both on both sides of the puck and even on on 
short, short, shorthand, shorthanded. I, I mean, Philip Holland, excuse me, not, um, he's only played two games. Sorry. Uh, Teddy Bluger is, is one, is one that that's been, uh, has logged a lot of minutes as well on the, on the PK as well. And, and Mark, Marcus Pedersen as well. So it's been multiple guys doing, even though they're not getting, uh, even though they're not playing, uh, top six roles i've seen it i've seen it with i've seen based on hockey reference uh, different different players contributing to di- different things i mean that bottom six defensively uh, it matches up really well against some some of the uh, some other teams in the league yeah you know i'm glad that you pointed out poj he has just been a great player for this team this season you know i didn't have the highest expectations for him because i thought ty smith should have made this team out of camp he was really good um in the practices that were shown to everyone on social media and the preseason games that i watched i thought he was a better defenseman but poj you know they were kind of dangling him um at the start but they took a gamble on him and it's working out right now he just scored his second career nhl goal on monday night he's defending has gotten a lot better and he's also producing the offense and i was never really concerned with his defense because that's kind of been his strong suit coming up from the ahl coming up from junior hockey i was just concerned about the offense but He's quarterbacking the second power play right now. That's going to be his job for at least the next month because Jeff Petrie is out longer term. That was confirmed today uh, or on Wednesday, excuse me, by Mike Sullivan. Um, Same thing with Jason Zucker. He is week to week, which absolutely stinks. But uh, POJ has been one of their best defensemen this season, and I think he's definitely earned the right to have more minutes. Glad you also mentioned Teddy Bluger. He has been great since coming back from that nagging lower body injury that made him miss kind of the first month of the season. Um, he really gels that penalty killing unit together. Part of that, the struggles were because they were without him, but you know, they were starting to turn it around even before he did come back. It's just, you know, his, his emergence with his comeback just makes it that much better. And Yanruta, he's been solid as well. The bottom six for the most part, I think has been okay this season. I really like the fourth line when healthy, you can roll out Archibald down there who has four to five goals. Ryan Paling's not playing too bad. Again, Teddy Bluger. It's really just that third line that I think is just kind of a little bit of a wreck. And I don't really know what Jeff Carter does these kind of days. And him playing with Kasperi Kapanen is just, I don't know, you know, Kapanen has just been up and down. And then Brock McGinn, when he's not scoring, even though he is on a nice stretch right now, um, you know, he's not doing too much on that third line with Carter. But I do think it's kind of more so Carter is bad than anyone else. But yeah, I mean, this team has really good metrics overall and, you know, defensively. That's not their bread and butter, but Mike Sullivan will obviously take what he can get because you know, this team has shown that they can play low-scoring games. They did, they did just that against the Dallas Stars on Monday, and um, a, a lot of the role players this year, or at least some of them, have been better than even I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Last question before we transition uh, is got to talk about Chris Letang and everything that happened with him a, a few weeks ago, suffering his second stroke and coming back coming back so so soon i I, i'm not sure exactly how many days uh he missed but i and i'm not someone to tell somebody what they should do with their body and even if something happens again i don't want to be the i told you so person for for this person i i believe people should learn lessons on on their own uh as well and regardless of people whether people agree that he should play so so soon but how are you, how how is the fan base feeling about uh Chris Letang's uh just overall health? I mean, you know, it's hard to not be at least a little worried slash concerned, everything else in between. Um, because yeah, he only missed what less than two weeks um with that stroke. It 
You know, the doctors even said that this one was a lot less severe than the first one that made him miss up to uh, a couple of months. You know, and I agree with you, Mondo. I'm not going to be someone to tell a professional athlete how to handle their bodies. You know, Crystal Tang knows his body better than anyone. He has been through this before. You know, I understand that some people distrust doctors, you know, for, I guess, for whatever reason. But, you know, if, if Latang says he's good to go, you know, I have, I, I have to trust that. You know, he, he would not be on the ice right now if he was not 100% healthy and was not 100% feeling good just because, you know, he knows what happened with the last one. You know, he knows, or at least everyone has been told that this is not going to, you know, make him have another one. It doesn't really, just because of what we learned eight years ago, um, the hole in his heart is going to be closing over time. But, you know, it's still hard. You know, I was at the game on Monday and, you know, I saw him take a couple of cross checks in the back. It was slow to get up. And it's just, it's hard not to look at that. And it's like, are you, are you okay? Just, you know, just take it easy a little bit, but he's someone that wants to go to zero to 100 so quick. And he's already leading the team in ice time, two games after coming back. It's like, Chris, they're trying to insert you a little slower. You can, you can take it, take a chill pill a little bit, but that's just not who he is. And he even said to the media, he said, this, it's going to take a lot more than this to get me away from the game. So he, he loves, he loves hockey. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was concerned about his two kids, his wife, his friends, just because he has a, a, a loving family and, and so many great people around him. But, you know, if he says he's all right, then, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta trust that he's making the right decision, but you know, I was even surprised that he was back early. I was thinking the Winter Classic on January 2nd, with the, by the way he was skating, by the way he was talking, I did not think he was going to be um, on the second night of the back-to-back. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. So, um, you know, I obviously still concerned. It's something that's very serious because it's this is the second time it's happened. But again, you know, if, if he says he's okay and the doctors who have been there for the last eight to nine years have been there around him and they say it's okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that decision and, you know, just hope beyond hope that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. And definitely if he's, he, if he feels that he's okay, we got to definitely uh, trust him. That's for sure. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to flip the script to uh, Hunter to ask me some Florida Panthers uh, related questions uh, before this matchup on Thursday night. But first we're going to tell you all about bet online and bet online is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football college bowl season basketball and the world cup and the world cup final is now set between argentina and france and we've got it all at betonline.net if you love sports podcasts you can even find those at betonline as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info head to the website today use multiple sites to learn more betonline where the game starts. All right, so we're back here on this very special crossover with myself, Hunter Hodes, the host of Locked On Penguins, and Armando Velez of Locked On Panthers. So Armando, you know, definitely a bit of a sluggish start, I would say, for the Panthers this season. Um, I was talking about this on my show on Tuesday. It just was just looking ahead to the match, just because the Penguins have a couple of off days here, and you know. You know, it's hard to go from one season, you're just averaging four goals a game, and then that regresses just because, and I was kind of saying, you know, maybe it's because of Paul Maurice was hired and he's not that run and gun type coach that Andrew Burnett was or before then, uh, Joe Quenville before everything happened with Kyle Beach when he had to resign. Um, but, you know, what has really been the main reason for why this team is out of a playoff spot right now? I was maybe thinking it was because Sergei Bobrovsky has been really bad yet again. Are they really missing Huberdeau and Uyghur? Just what has really stood out to you 
with why this team has been struggling to get results this year compared to last year, Armando, when they were running through the league in the regular season. It's crazy because the Florida Panthers started four one and one on the season, and and the pan the Panthers we were we were for the first two weeks of the season we were saying, oh the defense is the least of the Panthers' problems. It's now the it's now the scoring that's the issue. The Panthers can't 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 get can't get goals, and they were losing games to Arizona. They were losing uh, games to Chicago, even with putting up a lot of uh, shots. Philadelphia is one of them as well. Columbus, the first go round just three weeks ago, which the Florida Panthers were just recently faced again and shut them out. But but then it all flipped on its head uh, for 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 the Panthers. Now it was the 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 pa- the Panthers power play was starting to get going, and then it was the defense for the Panthers uh, that that was starting to get um, that was starting to to not perform up to par. And of course, goaltending as well. I mean, with with. Uh, and Aaron Ekblad uh, ha- has regressed a little bit, even though he had a great night on Tuesday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. We saw we saw Aaron Ekblad back to what we know er- who Aaron Ekblad is as as a hockey player. But uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, it, it's it's just been at the beginning of the season he's a little been a little bit not not reliable um, for a- after pretty much after after the second week of the season. And Spencer Knight had to. Uh, he at one point was getting more starts than Sergey Bobrovsky. I mean, there's sometimes where he would go like nine days without uh, starting, and then uh, the the one game that he had in in Calgary, uh, I mean, the the, Pan- the Panthers just didn't show up in that one, and that was Matthew Kachuk's return to to uh, to the Saddle Dome too. And and what what a game to just it being over from from the start for for the Panthers during during that. But the the numbers won't necessarily say it uh, from uh Sergey Bobrovsky's uh start in, last Thursday against Detroit to now but he's been he's been pretty great the, the, and he was the least of the Panthers issues of why they lost to Tampa Bay and the Seattle Kraken over the weekend uh this the Panthers were just stuck in their own zone they were just uh and Paul Maurice had a very animated moment and Paul Maurice is known as a very even keeled guy uh very, very, very cool, calm, collective. But he called it a, a rare timeout in the middle of the second period when the Panthers were just having a hard time exiting the zone, and he was just l- giving it to his team. I, 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 I wonder how many uh, f bombs there were there. Uh, it didn't necessarily work for that game, but man, I, I, I think about. I, I wonder when it comes to turnarounds for after something that happened like that on Sunday, and then. And I spoke about this on my show on Tuesday. But when they have a big lead, they weren't letting it off the gas neither against the Columbus Blue Jackets. They were up 3 nothing, and they were still having such a sense of urgency. And that is the type of Paul Maurice game that he wants to bring for this Panthers team. To And, and yeah, it's against Columbus. They're last in the NHL. It, it's uh, like, I, like I've said, it's not sunshine and rainbows after a win like that. But... If if you can if you can show those signs of that type of performance, then this team will be. I think that this team will be okay in in the long run because uh, that this was never going to be President's Trophy Florida Panthers uh, coming into this season. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to repeat that kind of season again. You know, you're averaging four goals a game. You know, you're just this offensive juggernaut. You had some losses over the offseason. And, and you're speaking about obviously on Monday you had one of the big probably the biggest trade of the offseason getting Matthew Kachuk, who the Penguins will have to see not once, not twice as before, but three times 
every season now. And, you know, I can't get enough of watching Kachuk. I think he's one of the most fun players to watch in the league. Yeah, he pisses you off. But, I mean, I would, I would probably have 100 of those players on my team with how talented he is. He comes over. Kenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberdeau go out. You know, what have you seen so far in Kachuk that makes you feel, you know, pretty good about the trade or, you know, you're still feeling a little bit neutral? Just, you know, how would you analyze it? Um, so far, because, you know, when I do look at, you know, Florida's defense, especially Forsling had a good year last year. Um, I think he rotated between playing with Ekblad and Uyghur, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. Ekblad is obviously great, you know, but after that, though, I look at that defense and I'm like, man, it's just, it, it just doesn't feel as deep, obviously, without Uyghur being there because his numbers were so good. Um, what have you, you know, seen from Kachuk so far um, since the trade and how do you feel about it? Like, at least right now? Yeah. And, uh, Mackenzie Weger was always going to be seen as a rental for this year, even if they never made that trade because of the whole all the cap problems that the Florida Panthers were going to have uh, in this in this season, and still not knowing what the it's going to look like. Uh, the Board of Governors meeting, uh, I believe, it just ended in Florida, and uh, Gary Bettman put out uh, a negotiation tactic saying, "I don't know if it's going to be raised more than one million to eighty three point five million, but that's I think that's more of a." Uh, of a sign to of a uh, message to the NHLPA to to po- to pony up and uh, and and negotiate. Who knows? But with uh with with that and the age Matthew, of Matthew Kachuk and how and how contracts get towards the end for older players of Jonathan Huberto was going to enter in into his thirties when that contract began. Um and and Mackenzie Weger he was in the same draft as Alexander Barkov, so. It, it it accelerates their championship w- window for for getting Kachuk instead of it being a one to two year thing. And the Panthers, if they sign both Uyghur and Huberto, which was going to be hard to do, then th- these next two years were going to be your only years to do it. And then the lack of draft capital they already had, and then shipping out even more, you're you're gonna you're gonna screw over your future any anyway. Um, it, but you you see the the Kachuk factor he's making that the cap hit is less it matches the years with Barkov too which which helps and 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 just a different dimension I mean the amount of backdoor passes that you see from behind the net it's just it, it's just a different game versus Huberto always being on the perimeter and setting people up uh, of course after the whistle uh, after the whistle as well for Matthew Kachuk which is just something something that that this team needs I mean. He's an enigma. Yeah, definitely. And he he broke the he broke the franchise record for most points to 25 games to start a season with to start their tenure with the Panthers. So even though the team success isn't there, the individual success right there is is there for Matthew Kachuk. He's on pace right now for 106 points. I just uh calculated that uh yesterday. So uh and his career high was at 104. He's doing just fine. Uh so I, I I'm very I'm very pleased with that part of the trade, and of course uh, with the cap space that now the Florida Panthers will have from not having Uyghur, that can give them an opportunity to either sign or trade someone younger, who who the contract could possibly age even better than what Uyghurs could possibly be. That that does make sense, and and at the time I thought it, it looked kind of good for both sides because the Flames they had lost Goudreau. It, you know, look like Chuck didn't want to be there anymore. So like, okay, we're going to try to get the best return for 
them in the weekend. And, you know, I thought they did pretty good with that, you know, even though they maybe they probably lost the best player, but you know, he, he has been electric this season. Good shock. Um, last thing I do want to get into though, Orlando, um, <clears throat> I know you touched on Sergey Borovsky a little bit just a couple of minutes ago. Do you think there's like a small goaltending controversy there just with Spencer Knight's numbers being a lot better right now compared to Bobrovsky's and, and I was looking at money puck looking at you know goals they both expected save percentage goal uh, expected goals against and stuff and but I also looked at it kind of looks like they've split the games this season like right down the middle I think Knight got 15 Bobrovsky's got 16 are they just looking for someone to take the net there or is just this a, a pure 1a 1b situation it's uh it's funny because Spencer Knight has missed the last four games uh, due to a non-COVID illness. Uh, so, but and he was he was starting actually more games than Sergey Bobrovsky. And it's just at this point, it's just whoever's performing better is going to start. That's really what it comes down to. Your, it doesn't matter what the cap hit. It doesn't matter what the cap hit. Whoever is the better goalie and gives them the best chance to win is going to start because this team can't tank because their their team is their 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 pick. This year is un, is unprotected to the Montreal Canadiens. So tanking is out of the question for this Florida Panthers team. Who is going to give this team the best chance to win? To which guy is going to give them the best chance to win? And I, I Spencer Knight is actually good to go to at least be the backup tomorrow uh, versus the versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, this this is there's a lot of injury updates actually for the for the Panthers. Uh, uh, Patrick Hornquist is actually on LTIR. He won't be uh, his first game able to that he will be able to be back will be December 29th. Uh, Colin White's day to day. Anton Lindell has missed the last six games. Uh, Gudis uh, has uh, hasn't played since he suffered a concussion against the uh, Seattle Kraken, uh, and which was the same game that Patrick Hornquist suffered a uh, concussion. Uh, Carter Hage missed uh, missed uh, Tuesday game with a non-COVID illness, so we might see Sergey Bobrovsky for one more game uh, for, before uh, Spencer Knight starts starts a game again, and that will be. Uh, I, I, it doesn't get easier for the Panthers because uh, after they play the Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday, they got to travel to New Jersey to play the uh, to play the Devils. Then they're back at home against the Boston Bruins, the Devils again, and then the and then the Islanders before the Christmas break. But good news, even though the Islanders are in a playoff spot right now, uh, the, the Panthers have already beaten them twice. And it was very early in the season where, the, the, where of course, the Islanders were getting accumulated to a new coaching staff, just like the Panthers, uh, but they've already gotten their number uh, twice. And uh, it's just uh, it, they're, they're one of three teams who haven't gone on a three-game winning streak this season, them, Columbus, and Anaheim. So uh, th- it's a... Uh, it's gonna. It's you're. You're gonna have to go, come up with 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 wins here and there, and it doesn't get easier uh, on Thursday night against Pittsburgh. But I think it's gonna be Sergey Bobrovsky in, in between the pipes just to at least get Spencer Knight skating a little more before starting again. That makes sense. And you know the Penguins. You know they've they have a pretty good history. Usually against Sergey Bobrovsky, he usually just does not like playing the Penguins. I mean, it's almost every game. I feel like, but back, especially back when he was in Columbus, I felt like he would give up three four goals a game you know last last couple of seasons it's been a little bit better but you know the penguins just they seem to play usually pretty well against him so i guess that kind of favors them there but uh, it sounds like at least to me that once night is fully healthy you know he might be getting more of the starts on once he's you know fully skating and all that but um that wraps up it looks like 
this part of the segment. Coming up to fully end the show, we're going to get our predictions and our keys for each team to win, as this is the first of three meetings. But before we get to that, so let's just get into this. So say you're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks, but a few becomes too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out and you think of going for a ride. Now you live nearby, you can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, especially with New Year's coming up in just a few weeks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, third and final segment of this crossover edition of Locked On Florida Panthers and Locked On Penguins. Uh, thank you for making both of our podcasts your first listen of the day. Um, Hunter, so like, like we t- spoke about pre-recording, this will be the first matchup between the Panthers and the Penguins at FLA Live Arena since the Panthers home opener last season where overtime win, we spoke about the Bobrovsky save on Jeff Carter where Carter Hagee took it by himself to beat Casey DeSmith. Uh, there, uh, which I was great game, great game. Uh, I was there, I was there in person, f- very fun atmosphere, uh, at FLA Live Arena. Uh, who who would have thought that that was the beginning of something great that season? But, uh, I, I'm trying to have a zero expectations approach, uh, for, for the Panthers as, as just, as just, we've just seen so many up and downs, uh, for, for the Cats. And there's a, there, I believe that for for this one, especially with how we spoke about in segment number one about the different uh, players just playing really key roles defensively for for the for the Penguins on on the penalty kill and as well. I mean, their penalty kill has been fantastic. Keys to the game for the Panthers: power, get 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 on get a power get a power play goal or two, um, and, and just. And just try to beat Tristan Jari. I'm assuming that he's going to be starting this game, um, but I'm not very I'm not I'm not very confident that they'll come out with a win um, on on Thursday night, even though it's at home. Uh, it still uh, w- w- with uh, Tuesday's game, uh, they beat a team that they were supposed to. And plenty of times this season, uh, they've uh, beaten teams that they were supposed to. Seattle, Vancouver, just on their most recent West Coast trip, but they've also dropped a few to teams that that you're you're just scratching your head and just the the run that the penguins are on getting points in seven set all seven all their last seven games only one overtime loss there and then winning six in a row the 11 one on one like we spoke about at the very beginning um i'm gonna pen i'm gonna put literally i'm gonna put pen in the pittsburgh penguins to win on thursday night um i'm gonna say by a final score of I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm, I'm gonna say that this is uh, a two-one Penguins win. I'm gonna say low scoring. I'm gonna go with low scoring, and Bobrovsky is actually going to con- continue to to at least give a little glimmer of hope that his uh, his time with Florida can still be a little salvaged. Okay, you know I I, I like that. You know it goes against how the three meetings last year went with how they high scoring they were, but you know it is a bit different now with Paul Maurice running the show rather than Andrew Brunette. I think for the Penguins, you know, they've done a really good job of shutting down the opposition's best players over these last few games, especially during the 16 winning streak. They had that back-to-back against Buffalo, right? 
Tage Thompson coming off the five goal game. Mm-hmm. You're like, he's killed the Penguins over the years. Coming into that game, Armando, he had five goals in eight games against them. Thinking, okay, probably going to score a couple. Nope, had one assist in the two games. They had someone on him every time he came in, they, he came into the offensive zone. Monday against Dallas, Jason Robertson, Rupe, Hans, Joe Pavelski, one of the best top lines in the league. Jason Robertson, nope, nothing. He didn't really do anything. Rupe Hins scored 19 seconds in. Penguins, last 59 minutes and 41 seconds, they shut out everyone on that Stars team. They've been doing a really good job of taking away the opposition's best player. Obviously, the big focal point will be Matthew Kachuk. It will be Sasha Barkov, who I love watching. Um, I think he, I said on my Tuesday episode, Armando, I think he's one of the best um, two-way centers in the league, and he can do it all. So I think they're going to have, you know, all both all their all their eyes on both of those players. Um, but I think another big key for them is you know continuing with that stretch on the penalty kill and the power play, special teams, special teams, special teams. The PK it's back in the top five, but the Panthers they got a they got a lot of talent up there. You know they can throw out. Barkov, Reinhardt, Kachuk, Ekblad on their top unit. Those are four very talented players. They can put whoever else they want on that fifth one. I believe I saw last time it's Montour that's getting the minutes up there, Armando, mm-hmm. or they might be just be flipping back and yeah. forth. But but it's it's a uh, it's Montour, Ekblad, Rhino, Kachuk, Barkov on on that top unit. Yeah, and you know obviously at least four of those guys amazing puck movers montours you know he's more known i would say for his defense i think but he can still boom it with a shot so the penguins are gonna have to be on high alert for that tristan jari he's really turned it around want to see another strong performance and i think he will start but also how are the penguins going to navigate through another small injury stretch here you know the penguins funny enough just a couple weeks ago they played their first fully healthy game with the lineup in over a year They've had injury, just they've had a full injury curse throughout the entire Sid Gino era, and it's starting to come up here yet again. Jeff Petrie, he's out longer term. That means, you know, BOJ is going to move up. Brian Newman's going to get more minutes. He struggled a bit this year. Jan Ruta. Um, Jason Zucker, who has had a magnificent start to the season on Evgeny Malkin's line, he is week to week. He got hurt in the Monday game, limped down the tunnel at the end of the second period, came back, finished the game. Everyone's like, oh, okay, he's fine. Nope. He's not because in typical Penguins fashion, a player gets hurt, comes back to play, probably injures himself more, and now he's out for a longer period of time. That This is how it goes for the Penguins. Um, in his place, I think it's going to be Danton Heinen, someone who hasn't been playing as much is because he's been struggling. They're still deep at forward, but you know, with Zucker not being there, it it hurts, to say the least. He, he's been awesome. I, I was hoping that he wasn't going to get hurt this season, but you know, it's just it, it stinks. But again, you know, special teams – like Tristan Jari to keep up his good form. And, you know, the Penguins want to play that defensive game. You know, they, they don't mind. You know, they did it against Dallas and Peter DeBoer. His teams, they're a little more offensive than the, than the Stars team they had last year with Rick Bonus, but they can also play sound defensively as well. I, I'm going to predict this rating streak goes to seven. I think it's going to be a 3-2 final in favor of the Penguins. Um, I, th- I do think Bob is going to play a bit better than, he, than he's done it in Columbus, especially against the Penguins. But I do think in the end, um, it's not going to be enough. I think, and I do think the Penguins get this win heading into Raleigh. And I also really want to see how the power play uh, plays as well, because it's been a lot hotter mm-hmm. as of late. And, you know, hopefully we can get a goal from the fourth line because that's gone a little cold uh, just a little bit lately. You know, you're not, I'm not going to rely on the fourth line to score, uh, you know, every other game or something like that. But, you know, once, you know, every couple weeks or once every week and a half would be, would be good at this point, but I do have the Penguins winning three to two um, in a very, you know, highly contested game here. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, if, if, if uh, that trend continues from last season, uh, no, no surprises there. And one more thought. If the Jack Adams trophy was actually awarded to the coach that has done the best job versus not, not, not discrediting poor, um, other Jack Adams trophy winners, but versus expectations versus exceeding them. Mike Sullivan would have had more than one already. And I, I just want to tell your listeners that Mike, Mike Sullivan is very deserving of, of that award. It's just based on how people view that award. And he's coached on international teams as, as well, Team USA uh, as well. So definitely uh, definitely a great coach, a battle of two coaches too, uh, 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 to, of two guys who have been, been around the block for, for this team. So uh, definitely going to be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Jack Adams for me is always like, oh, what has your goaltending done for me lately? That's that's I think I feel like that's just how it's going every year at this point. It is it is criminal that he hasn't won one. I think he's a top three coach in the league, but it always comes down to with also some of these voters. But they have Sidney Crosby, they have Evgeny Malkin. Okay. But what 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 about when they don't have him during stretches of the season, like last year when they had a whole COVID outbreak? Gino missed the first half of the season. Crosby also missed time with a wrist injury. Oh, they also they went on a long winning streak and he got them, you know, into a top three spot in the Metropolitan Division. So, you know, it's I I, I lose track with the Jack Adams stuff. You know, hopefully one day he'll win it. But you know, I think most people in this fan base and I know a lot of people around the league think that he is um, one of the best coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of because this is a South Florida podcast on my side, we could actually relate it to the NBA team in South Florida. Eric Spolstra, he, yeah. he's ne- he's never won a coach of the year uh, because they have LeBron, because they've had D-Wade, Bosch, and all that. So it's a good comparable, at, le- at least in my opinion. But, Hunter, I want to thank you for uh, joining me on this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Penguins. Tell everybody where they can follow you online. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can follow the show's Twitter at Elders for Penguins. You can get the Locked on Penguins podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. There's an ad free version on Amazon now, if I'm not mistaken. So um, if any of you Panthers fans want to listen to a show about the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, that's where you can find it. But and I'll turn it over to you, Armando, for um, if any of my listeners want to you know, hear you talk about the fancy cats. Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers and anywhere you listen to podcasts. And yes, Amazon as well. Uh, forget that that's a new that's a new thing here. But yeah, ad free on Amazon Music uh, with, with your Prime subscription. So, uh, Hunter, I, I, I want to thank, thank you once again and uh, good luck tonight. Yeah, good luck. It should be a great game. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to the shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you a 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Start Marmonda Velez with Hunter Hodes. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>